Survivor 46 is here and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast. And we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. This episode is brought to you by Paramount+. Plus. Get in, loser! Mean Girls is now streaming on Paramount+. Plus. Join Katie Heron as she meets the plastics and Tina Fey's new twist on the modern classic. Get ready for more of the rumors, backstabbing, and jokes you loved from the original movie with some fetch surprises. Rated PG-13. Wear pink and head to ParamountPlus.com to try it free. You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. From the AfterBuzz studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menounos and Bing.com, and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies, this is AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show, it's AfterBuzz TV's Sons of Anarchy After Show. Get a ride in. Oh, yeah. You Just need a, a cigarette, shot of whiskey. Yeah, light it up and knock them back. Oh, Ready to go. <laughs> hey, guys, Bing is for doing, <laughs> and we're back in Charming for another season of Sons of Anarchy here at After Buzz TV. Um, first of all, I'm Chris Lee Kennedy. Second of all, Kevin will not be with us tonight, and he sends his love, and he's so sorry he won't be with us, but we do have someone else here tonight joining us. Yes, hi, I'm Matt Lieberman. Uh, I'm really excited to be joining the uh, after show for this season. I love Sons of Anarchy and I love you guys and uh, it's great to be here. What an intense first episode. I know. Straw. Which I'm still so confused on. I think... I guess the straw that breaks the camel's back? It, it easily could be. You know, everybody's kind of on their last leg. It could also be the color of the hair of our mystery child. Um, who like the whole episode, right? Screaming at each I, other. I know. Who is he? Who is this kid? Cause we were like, is this, is this young Jax? But then people start interacting with him mm-hmm. and it's like, does he represent something? Are we going like <laughs> to like madman territory? But it's like, hell no, it's the sons of anarchy. And then when he opened that bag. Yeah. We freaked out. I'm sure you guys did too back at home. But like, I can't believe you're the one who said it. I can't believe that we're going there this season. Mm -hmm. But if there was any show that was going to go there, it would be this one. Yeah. And before we get into episode, episode stuff, I do have to say that's one thing about this show that I love. And that one thing about Kurt Sutter that I love is that he's not afraid to go there. He's not afraid to address elephants in the room. He's not afraid to address current events that are touchy subjects with people that cause people and huge controversial issues. He's not afraid to go there. Um, and I kind of respect that in him because there's a lot of people that, that won't go there. And Absolutely. As tough as it was to watch tonight, it also showed where it all comes from and how it gets there. And so I really appreciate that Kurt Sutter is not afraid to ever go there. Oh, absolutely. You know, he's 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 one of those one of the few guys in Hollywood that I feel like always speaks his mind and is very, very genuine. Uh, and when you do a show about gun runners, 
you have to show the effects of that violence, especially yeah. in this climate. And it's it's the kind of situation like we were talking about before even watching, you know, how are we going to get them in even worse shape this season? Because they always top it. They're mm-hmm. all the club always gets into a worse situation. And this is by far the worst situation I can imagine them being in is being partially responsible for a horrible massacre yeah. of children. Mm-hmm. It's barbaric, and it and and it's something that they never intended. But when uh, when JT and Clay got them into the gun business in the first place, this was the inevitable result. Um, yeah, yeah. Touchy, touchy subject. It's not a fun subject. Um, I love that the show opened tonight with Jack's writing again. Yes. Um, I, the first couple of seasons he was writing a lot. We didn't get to see so much of that. I loved that he was writing again. It showed me like father, like son. Um, I also thought it was really interesting that he was writing now to his sons. Where in the past he was just kind of writing. And now he's really addressing the boys and life. Um, one of the things that stuck out for me was when he told him to find his own truth because it will lead you to the things you love. I feel like Jax isn't doing that so much. Yeah? I do. I feel like... He's he's he thinks he's finding his own truth, but he's so his father's son. Oh, absolutely. He's 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 stuck in this kind of moral quagmire. He finally got the club out of guns, but they're still they're still in trouble. They're still using guns. They're still pulling them out and winding up in shootouts on a random day. Lila shows up all beat up and they they go to this place they're trying to you know shake down these seedy persian guys and then you know they could get killed at any moment what he thought was hey it's kaylee cuoco for priceline ready to go to your happy place for a happy price well why didn't you say so just download the priceline app right now and save up to 60 percent on hotels so whether it's cousin kevin's kazoo concert in kansas city go kevin or becky's bachelorette bash in bermuda you never have to miss a trip ever again so download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. His passion, namely, you know, his family's extended club family, is going to get him and all of his and all of his, you know, his sons and his wife killed. And he says that he he's he's finding it hard and difficult to be a brother when he has to make decisions as a father. Yeah. And, but in the, within the episode, like he starts off saying that. And then within the episode, he's obviously struggling with every decision, but he's still making decisions more to me as a brother than a father. I, I don't know. I disagree. I think he's not perfect and he's not, he's not a perfect club president, but he's, uh, he's making the decisions that he thinks are right for the club. And he's, he's very, very loyal. Right. You know, that's why I think he's staying a brother and not a father. Okay, he's, he's I can putting, see that. He's still putting the club above his family, which it is what it is. It's he's 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 the vice president. He's the president of the biker gang, right. you know. But he's still putting the club first in in the decisions that he's making. He's see, not making decisions as a father still. See, like when when he said that though, I took that to mean, you know, like as president of the club, that kind of makes you father to all these other guys. You know, in the same way that Gemma's is mother to the club. You know, he's responsible for all these guys. Mm-hmm. Like, while there there are many decisions that are going to get made by the entire club, ultimately, a lo- their fates lie with him. Oh, for sure. And he makes one wrong move, they all wind up in jail or dead. So it, it's hard for him. 
uh, to make, you know, decisions that might help, like, one brother. For example, you know, Chibs tells him we can't trust Juice. How can we get, have Juice yeah. back, right? He's done so much to hurt the club. How can you possibly give him a pass? And uh, Jax's chief problem is that their their numbers are so low that he can't possibly remove some of the more poisonous elements from the club. But I don't think that he would have gotten rid of Juice either. I yeah. feel like at this point, Jax is... The club has completely falling apart. Yeah. And it is split in half in many different ways. Not just the fact that, you know, Bobby has gone on his own way, but he still doesn't know who he can trust with certain things. And because the lies have become so layered and the deceit has become so layered, Juice is someone that he knows that he can always talk into doing something. He can he lean can, on him. He can, And he can blackmail him to... To set up clay, you know what I mean? So I feel like at this point, I don't know that Jax would get rid of Juice or do anything about Juice because he knows that when push comes to shove, he can get Jax to fold over on somebody. Uh, you can get Juice. To fold over on someone else. And the rest of the guys, I think he's still unsure of. Especially, I mean, Tig. Yeah. What's going on with his mind these days? He's still he's still mourning his daughter. For sure. He's still kind of nuts. And we saw that when he brutally murdered the Persian guy, Kia. Well, I mean, first of all, as soon as Kia mentioned his daughter. We knew he was you dead. You knew. He like, was dead. You can say whatever you want, not about his daughter. I know. Well, and also, as soon as you saw a tub full of piss, you knew it was going to get used for something, right? You don't introduce porn, right? But you don't introduce a tub full of piss and just leave it there for like one joke. Yeah, no. As and so- vinegar. Yeah, absolutely, piss and vinegar. You know, as soon as we saw Tig walk back into the warehouse, I'm like, oh my god, he's going to kill him. Because why else would we need to see that scene? Yeah. You know, the, the and then. He has no plan. He just dumps him off the he off the dock. He never has a plan. No, he never has a plan. And then it's so like bizarre and beyond scary to see him like holding Thomas and kissing his forehead and like acting like everything's normal. This guy is allowed around children, and he has killed <laughs> so many people. Like but there he's was not a, gonna hurt Jax's kids. I know, but it's like there were jokes in the early seasons about how he used to bang corpses. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. And he's and he's holding a kid. It's it's not right. He's never, he's always had a short fuse. Yeah. And he's always been the guy that doesn't think of okay, if I do A and B, it's gonna get me to C. Like he doesn't ever think of C. He no. just thinks of what's in front of him and he's always been that way. He's reactionary. Totally. And and you have to understand that within he's in a biker gang. You know what I mean? You you have to totally understand that most of these guys aren't always thinking things through. Yeah. But he's taken it to a complete other level. I know. But like speaking of Tig, though, right, we thought that everything was tied up with the whole Damon Pope beef. No way. No way. I can't believe August still wants him to turn over Traeger. And you mm-hmm. saw the, the look of disbelief on Jax's yeah. face. But he's still kind of screwed there. Totally. And I feel like I feel like I kind of saw that coming. Yeah. Because August now had August been crooked like most of the guys on Suns right now. Right. They then he would have been in on Pope's killing, but he wasn't. And Jax needed to kill Pope to hopefully save Tig, and then with Clay. But August was loyal to Pope, and I feel like what Jax doesn't understand is because his family, his brothers, are falling apart right now and they're kind of imploding. I think he kind of expects. 
all the other groups to be the same way. And they're not necessarily. And I think one of the things, I know I have friends that watch the show and their biggest complaint the last two seasons has been that the club's falling apart. And they yeah. watch the show for the brotherhood and that's what really attracted them to it. And now that the club's falling apart, it's less attractive. Yeah. To me, I love seeing them implode because I love seeing the way that things are happening. But he assumes that everyone's like that. August was loyal to Pope. I don't think it's necessarily that. I don't think he assumes that everyone is imploding. I think he's expecting too much sympathy from people. He's expecting patience from people that they're not going to give. His attitude with Nero, like, you can see Nero starting to lose patience with Jax's, like, laissez-faire attitude. You know, Mm -hmm. Jax is just kind of like, oh yeah, we'll, we'll help out this, this, you know, new woman set up a, set up a whorehouse, an escort service up here. We wanted to get back to Stockton. Nero's like, what? What? You know, like, because of you, I have had my first business shut down. I I have been shot at. I have had to, you know, like, go after people with guns. I'm now neck deep in this crew that I thought I was out of. Yeah. You know, and it's like all for your, like, I love your mother, but like, come on, dude. Like, you are, you are half my age and you are going to kill me. You know what I mean? And Jack's Jax has the attitude with Nero, which still blows me away as much as I love Jax. Like, Jax feels like Nero owes something to him. Which is nuts. It's completely opposite because Nero has saved them on so many different occasions that it just blows my mind. Yeah. And I think the only thing that keeps Nero involved is Gemma. Because I think if it wasn't for Gemma, I think Nero would have tried to walk away. Or not tried to walk away, but would walk away. Oh, yeah. And I, I don't know how long that's going to last. Like, I feel like eventually with Gemma, he's going to have to make a decision and he's going to ask her to make a decision, which mm-hmm. is going to be what takes him out of the equation. I know, but I, I can't imagine a situation where she would leave those boys. So unless she was like, you know, I'll leave in the dead of night with you, but we're taking these kids. Yeah. But even that, like, she's so deep into the club. She loves those, the, the, all the, all the guys, you know, they're, they're her kids too. I can't imagine her leaving the club, even for Nero. She's the mom. She's, she's the den mother, which speaking of her being the den mother and, and caring about those kids, you know, we talked about the fact that, um, Chibs had talked about juice to Jax. Yeah. But then he took matters into his own hands, which I was kind of surprised by. Really? I was. Because I feel like within a club, when the president says something, you follow that rule. Because that's the president. Yeah. He didn't He didn't necessarily not follow the rule, but he didn't really follow it either. Because he kicked the shit out of Juice. That's true. But like, he's he is the VP. He's the VP. He, he straight up said to Juice, he's like, look, Jax made this decision you have a part in. I can't get you kicked out of the club. There's nothing I can do about your membership. There's nothing really bad that I can do to you. But I'm not ready to re- to accept you as my brother again yet. And you mm-hmm. got to make that right by me. Juice could have walked out of there and just said tough. He wouldn't. He wouldn't. Mm-mm. Because he's... He doesn't he, have anything else. He's he's too guilty. Mm-hmm. And he's too loyal to the club. And he loves Chibs. And he, he knows that he hurt the club. He's willing to take the punishment. And he takes it like a man. He took it like a man, and then we see Chibs suturing him, which yeah. makes me wonder, is Chibs now going to be okay with him? But then I go back to the conversation that he had with Gemma hmm. about Clay and the conversation almost that they didn't have, basically. What do you think the question was? She said he was going to ask her a question. She said, no, and I'm not going to ask you the same question. 
I have an idea of what I think it was, but I want to know what you think. You know, I don't know because okay. I, I kept going back and forth with it. Is are you okay with this? What what is going to happen next? But when he talked about Bobby, and when he talked about Bobby going possibly nomad or or doing something else, I feel like I saw in him that he would leave if he had the opportunity. Hmm. So as much as I think that he is loyal to Sons and has been then, there, I wonder if he will leave if Bobby goes on his own. Then why come back at all? That's what I don't understand. He could have stayed up there in juries with Bobby. There's no, There was no reason for him to come back if he didn't really want to stay. So I, 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 I think that he wants to stay. And I think the question is, I think you're right, is like, are you okay with this? Like, do you regret what we did? Because mm-hmm. he has so much love for Clay. And he's probably the only one in the club. I mean, Bobby as well, that really feels bad when they do things. Like there's a, there's a remorse there. And I've said it for the last two seasons that I can't believe Juice has lasted this long. Yeah. I thought, I thought Juice was dead two years ago. Yeah. And then I thought he was dead last year and Juice is still around. Opie's not. Opie's not around. I miss Opie. I still mourn Opie. A lot of people I miss. But here's the thing. I, I, I think you're right on the money with this with this morality thing and with mm-hmm. guilt. Uh, he and Bobby are the only ones that really still have their soul complete soul intact. Chibs is a survivor. He gets that from his IRA roots. Um, he he does what it takes to survive, yeah. and he's intensely loyal. He's a soldier. He doesn't he, he doesn't question orders. You know, to a great degree, you know, he mm-hmm. he gives his advice. He gives his counsel to Jax. Jax tells him, I'm not going to take it. What he does to Juice isn't stepping around the order. Stepping around the order is trying to get Juice killed, trying to get him to leave. Instead, he's like, I'm going to do what I have to do to make this right for me to call you brother again. Uh, so he doesn't really have his morality. He's a soldier. Tig never had any to speak of. <laughs> and Jax's, he keeps, he keeps continuing to corrupt himself. Yeah. He was, he was originally the moral center of the show. And I feel like his, his love of his brothers and his responsibility to them has continued to compromise his own soul. And, and For sure. We're, we're continuing to see him decline and fall further and further into this into this quagmire. Um, and I'm, I don't know how he's going to get out of it, honestly. He's made some shitty decisions. He totally has. Do you think that Chibs is okay with Juice being there now? After, that, after what happened tonight, do you think that Chibs will be... I don't think he'll ever trust Juice again. Okay. But... It, he won't. He won't act against him anymore. This is we're cool. I still don't like you. I don't trust you. Yeah. But you took it like a man, and you're my brother, and I'm going to treat you as such. But don't expect the level of love that I ever gave you before ever again. Now we also see Bobby tonight. Yes, we who do. Is gone. Um, but. I'm still confused. I saw the map. He brought the map out. He was drawing the circles, mm-hmm. Vegas. Do you think that he will go nomad, completely patch out of the gang completely, or do you think that he'll try to start his own? Uh, you know, it was left ambiguous. Yeah. I think he started nomad. Everyone thinks that he's going to go nomad. Is that what the show wants to do? I'm not sure. I think... He either encircling those spots, because if you're a nomad, you don't have a home, right? right? So why is he looking at all these places? He's either trying to start his own chapter, his own, his own, uh, his own branch of the MC, or maybe 
he wants to start a new MC entirely, one that's really based on the ideals that he and JT believed in at the start. Now, do you think that Jax would allow him to do that? Because within the community, in order for him to open up a charter, mm-hmm. another motorcycle, he has to get permission from Sons because they are the head in the area. So do you think that Jax would allow him to do that? Or do you think that he would axe Bobby? I don't think that he would ever kill Bobby. Bob, Bobby starting his own MC or Bobby starting his own chapter has no bears no ill will on the sons. It's not like he's trying to muscle them out of their territory or kill them or be a rival gang or what. We, and honestly, we don't know what his aspirations are. But Bobby has never been the, a violent member of the yeah. group. He he carries a gun because he has to. He fires it when he has to. I don't think that I think that Jax would give him the permission to do so uh, under certain conditions. Hmm. He would have to kick back money to the sons uh, and, you know, like, I don't know. I think Jax never lets anyone do anything unless it means that he's going to get something back for his club because he's always. Yeah, because that's that's how it works. And the club's on the verge of extinction eternally always on the verge of extinction it seems like nowadays so (laughs) remember the good old days yeah remember when like you know oh tom arnold puts the muscle on cara cara and that's the biggest problem we have remember stall stall wife died that was like a huge that was a huge deal you know stall seems like a puppy dog now compared to lee torick who we'll get into more in detail later get into him jesus christ he's a crazy man Super crazy. Crazy as a crab apple. Super crazy. And before we get into, because I can't wait to talk about Tara and Gemma, because they're always the interesting uh, mother-daughter-in-law team, Um, I have to let you guys know, of course, uh, After Buzz creators Kevin and Maria Menounos started doing movies, and they have The Adventures of Serial Buddies, which is out and ready for you to watch, download, and laugh. It should be download, watch, and laugh. Sometimes I talk backwards. Um, but we'd love for you guys to download that, watch it, laugh at it, tweet us, tell us how much you like it, because it definitely helps us here at the studio, and Maria and Kevin greatly appreciate it, and then we can keep bringing you more shows. Yeah. So It's uh, at SerialBuddies.com. Mm-hmm. It's on iTunes and video on demand, Four ninety nine to rent, yes. five ninety nine to buy. It's packed with celebrity cameos. Look at you. Uh, yeah. Well, Maria's, Maria's in yes. it, and Beth Bears mm-hmm. from Two Broke Girls, Christopher Lloyd, Christopher McDonald. Henry Winkler's in it. Artie Lang's in it. It's super, super funny. Yes. And uh, Dexter all, meets Dumb and Dumber. Yes, and all Best that money, all that money goes right back into AfterBuzz. Help us finish our third studio and yes. keep us bringing great free content to you. Yes, yes. Tara is an orange. Oh my it is god! Not orange is the new black. No, I was completely disappointed by that, Kurt Sutter. It's more like orange is the new bitch slap. Terrible. 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 Tara. And uh, she's been shutting Jax out. She doesn't want. It, at first, it's like I felt like she was being melodramatic and like I don't want him to see me like this. And I thought it was because of the way she looked and felt and horrible. Right. Not so much. No, it's because being in prison has awakened. Her like oh no you didn't sigh her Gemma her ge- her inner Gemma yeah and she lays the smacketh down on a fellow <laughs> inmate who stole her blanket and probably put her in in like uh, intensive care and no one is gonna mess with her again. I, it it blows my mind though because the entire you know episode they're setting it up where you know obviously Tara thinks that Gemma is the one who sold her out because. Yeah. 
Gemma told her she was going to. And I feel like we all did until Lee starts visiting everyone. And then it kind of made a little bit more sense. And so she goes to the lawyer. She tells the lawyer. And then, you know, it's not Gemma. And then Lee shows up. Mm-hmm. And and she incriminates her. herself. Totally. She incriminates herself on camera. I'm like, what are you doing? What are you doing, Tara? Do you want to get out of prison? Clearly not. No. She she incriminated herself for a felony. Mm-hmm. And, and she's realizing just how bad her situation is. And I feel like, you know, and we'll get into Lee again, but he totally is is going in and digging out what their weaknesses are. Yeah. And I mean, he knows she's not going to rat out her husband, but he goes with the kids. He goes with sec. I know you wanted to do this anyway. I know it's not the way you wanted to do it, but I can help you. This is just what I need from you. And we know that tomorrow on the show that she's supposed to go to court and she's supposed to hopefully get bail. And then she goes and beats the shit out of an inmate. Oh my god! I didn't even connect those two events. Which, which to me it's makes me sc- feel like she doesn't want to get out. Because I don't know why would she? She's not going to get out now. There's no way they're going to give her bail when no, she just beats. There's somebody no up. way. There's no way she gets out now. I think she's afraid to face Jax. Uh, she's afraid to face Jax. But why? Because she. It's not. This isn't her. I mean, it is her fault. She right. gave him the, but she didn't know that's what he was going to do. And she was going with the intentions of helping the club and helping Jackson. That's why she went to see Otto and, you know, shit just hit the fan. So why is she so afraid to confront Jax at this point? Here's the thing. You look at her journey over the course of the whole series, right? Mm-hmm. Who she was in the first season, who she is now. Totally different. Totally different person. She's been irrevocably changed by her time with the club. For sure. And she knows how intense and serious Jax's situation is. I think on one level, she almost doesn't even want want to bother him with what with what's going on with her because she knows how dire the situation is with the club and that he is very close to going into prison and he needs to take care of those boys. Right. On another hand, I think she's just ashamed. She's just ashamed someone died on her watch mm. and now she might have to pay for it and it might continue to hurt the club. It's just another thing that Jax has to deal with. And I think that she she is she never thought she'd be in prison. No, I she, mean Gemma's lasted all these years without going to prison. How the mm-hmm. hell did she end up in prison? Exactly. And I, I don't think I think she, if she sees Jax, she'll break down. And she doesn't want to do that. She's trying Not to. There. She's trying to maintain her strength. She's. She needs to separate herself from the outside world so that she can survive in there. Yeah. Because it's harsh. Can I For say? Sure. Can yeah, I say please. Something from another perspective. Steve Lemieux, our wonderful engineer. Please do. I mean, Tara. Tara. Obviously, I don't think she wants to stay in prison. I mean, she loves her kids. I think that's her main motivation: is to get out of prison, get back to her kids. I really think that maybe having Jax not be at the courtroom is to separate herself and the club. Mm. Um, I mean, a lot of the things that Lee's going after is her relationship with the club and what she did for the club as opposed to not being related at all. And I also think that maybe beating the crap out of the girl also gets people off her. But at the same time, it also shows that she's the new person in club. Usually they have a hazing. They have all that. So she could might claim self-defense or something like that, even if it's false. I don't know. No, I mean, there's. There's no way that she could claim self-defense when she beat the shit out of the girl and the girl didn't even fight back. But I I feel like she 
she self-meditated that. Like, the girl took the blanket. She laid there. She she waited before she went and beat that girl. And she could tell she was thinking about something. And to me, she didn't—she wasn't ready to get out of prison yet. Something— something's keeping her there. And I don't know whether that's she wants to work with Lee. I don't know whether that's she wants to show Jax that she can be the old lady he wants her to be. I, I don't know what that is, but there's a reason she started that fight. I she disagree. There. I disagree. I think really? she boiled over. I think that the the stress, the stress of being there and knowing that she might cause the downfall of the club, that she incriminated herself on camera, that Lee is going after her husband, going after her boys, that she has this impossible choice that she has to make and to be there and then have someone be so casually, callously cruel to her. She it, it just awakened her inner animal. And she laid there and just thinking about it and just everything came out in that punch. Do you know what I mean? Like, there was more than one. I know. But <laughs> she had so much intense feeling bottled up inside her. It had to come out in some way. So why not also send a message to all the other girls on the block that she's not to be messed with? Not the night before you're supposed to get bail. Well, I mean, Bad if, if, you, if you wait, people might forget why you're beating up on them. Okay. <laughs> It's you got to do it then and there. You know, I don't I don't remember what prison movie or TV show it was. It was like, you know, when you get when you get to uh, when you get to prison first day, you find the biggest, baddest mother effer on the block and you beat him down and you let everybody know that you're the you're the baddest mother effer on the block. Wow. Done deal. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> I, I maybe that was maybe that was her thought process. Could maybe. be. Hey, it's a survival technique. It, it, it is. I Jax just, might have told her from his time in prison. Yeah, I just feel like the night before bail. Just I feel like it was a little bit more premeditated than that. Maybe I don't know. maybe she thought bail wasn't coming. Which very well could be the case. Yeah, because the lawyer looked scared. Even when the lawyer goes back to Lowen. Gemma. Yeah, Gemma threatens her, which Gemma. I, I Gemma threatens thought, everybody. But I kind of thought Je- Gemma did sell her out. Like, I was impressed when we found out that Gemma it wasn't the one that called the cops. Well, here's the thing, though. If if Gemma did it, I feel like we would have seen her do it. Do you know what I mean? Like, that's sure. not something you reveal later. You watch her do it and be shocked. I didn't. I didn't ever think that it that it was Gemma, but it, yeah. Oh, it was, I did until tonight. Really? I totally did. Okay. I totally thought that was just going to be one of the surprises. Yeah, but like, what about her whole her whole discussion with with Lo and the lawyer? And she was she like you know locked that door and was just like, "Look, you ever come between me and these boys again? You ever try to sell me out to your client? Remember who your real client is." Well, and you know what's funny is because we both saw that differently yeah. because when I heard that and she said, remember who your client is, I thought she meant when she said me and Clay is what I, what I thought I instantly went to, she wants Lowen to protect Clay and not Tara to protect Clay. Yes. I don't know. I don't, I don't think about that. I think it's just like, she's saying, you know, I brought you to this club. I've been here the longest. We've known each other for years, you know, Tara may be a part of the club now, but she wasn't a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you pr- you protect us. Yeah, you protect the club before you protect her, and that includes me. So don't you dare try to hang me out the, out to dry for something that I didn't do. 
and especially don't hang me out to dry for something that I did do. And this is the first time she didn't actually do it. Like, That's true. This is the first time that we can. There's be like, a first time for everything. Clearly, yeah. Clearly, which I I was I was super surprised. Um, I also love that Nero's back and yes. that they're still so happy. Yeah, I feel like the the Gemma that. Originally, I thought she was before she became the the Black Widow and poisoned everything. You see, you see that when she's with Nero, you see that she really can have a good heart and can love and can care without all the bullshit. Mm-hmm. And I appreciate that. But I feel like we're only going to get that goodness for so long because I feel like that's just going to explode. Oh, totally. And I, I'm so happy that their relationship is still going well, at least for right now. This week, it, yeah. Because there's so there's so little happiness among this club right now. Someone needs to be happy, um, and uh, I think that Nero's going to feel very very differently about her gift to his son after finding out about this school I, shooting. For sure. Yeah. For sure, Lowen. Lowen's character's always been interesting to me too because I feel like. She's put in this situation constantly where she's backed up against a wall, but yet mm-hmm. she still shows up. Yeah. And she still fights for them. And I, I, I'm i very curious as to where she's going to go with the Tara situation. Yeah. Because she is going to eventually have to make a choice between Tara or the club, kind of. It depends on what Tara wants to do. I think I think that they're still aligned. But, yeah, that's like that's serious, dramatic conflict. Um, if, uh, if Tara decides that she wants Witsack and she wants those boys, yeah. where's Lowen going to go? Cause she can't rat out her client technically, legally no. she can't. No. That's confidential information. Um, so that, that's definitely going to be very, very complex if that, if that should happen. Do you really think, do you really think that Tara would do it? <sighs> you know, I, it's such it's so hard because I feel like in in one point all Tara wants is to get her kids out. Yeah. That's all she wants. So now it's the decision of does she have faith in Jax that she can go back to him and they can go together with the children, or does she have to completely take herself out of the club, be the Tara that she used to be, and say I'm gonna take my boys and leave all of it. Yeah. That's a really tough choice. Well, with her arm all messed up, right? She can't she can't support them the way that she used to. Well, she can still do surgery, remember? Yeah. So that that other place was going to hire her and they were going to do all these things and they were going to give her the money and she was holding out on the fact that Jax was going to do the right thing and they could all leave together. Yeah. So at one point though, before that, she was ready to take the kids and leave Jax as well. Mm-hmm. So now what does she do? I think, you know, she, I think prison changes people. It changes the game. Do you know what I mean? Like, well, to, you know, when I was in prison. Okay. No, I'm just pl- kidding. Oh, all right. <laughs> totally just kidding. Uh, I think it changes people and it makes, it makes the stakes higher. For sure. I think uh, after a few months in prison, she'd take any deal. I mean, she's only been there how many days and she's, she's already beaten the shit out of she's people. She's only been there like, like a few days. Yeah. Like they said it roughly like three days after the end of last season so she's only been in there she's been in there less than a week yeah and she's already beaten down other prisoners i mean i wouldn't last a night so i would have taken the deal yeah oh damn wouldn't i don't think i would have lasted a night but they're your club and and your husband you'd sell you'd sell them all out you're assuming that lee would actually follow through with the deal though 
That's like, true. He, he wants to rip the club apart. If she confesses to anything, he's going to use that against her and against Jax. And well, and she knows him. that because he said that. He said he doesn't want to help her. He wants to use her. So yeah. I feel like if she's going to take a deal, it's not going to be his. She's going to take a deal from the court or from the DA. It's not going to be from him. Well, let's talk about Lee. Can we talk about the creepiest guy that's been on this series yet? A series that's made up almost entirely of creepy guys. Like, he creeps me. So, my, the hardest season and episode for me to watch in the entire series was the episode when Gemma got raped. Yeah. And those guys continued to haunt me. He tops them because he is just... I don't even have a word to describe yeah. what he is. He's ruthless and he's also he's he's sick. Well, we and we saw such a different side tonight. Oh so, yeah. So first he goes to Otto and he's trying to break Otto and obviously the way he's going to break And he's Otto getting is, guys to rape Otto of course, on but, a daily basis. But that's all he has cuz he knows hurting Otto there's no way to hurt him. Yeah. He's cut his own tongue off. He's Killed his sister. Like, there's no other way to hurt Otto than that. Yeah. Then he goes to try to break Clay, which is probably going to be the easier break, as we all know. Then he goes to try and break Tara. Like, he's—we don't know why he's no longer a marshal. But we were given some good <laughs> clues. Namely— I don't understand. A nice big needle and a bunch of pills. He's not diabetic? No, not sure? diabetic. Unless insulin makes you get up and undo your ponytail, take all your clothes off, and rub your man bits against a mirror, um, I do not think that he is diabetic. If he is diabetic, that is a completely different circumstance. Creepiest scene. All I could oh, think yeah. of was this um, Hannibal. Yeah, it's or Silence, of the, of, Silence yeah. of the Lambs. Yeah, yeah like, would you buck me? I yes. Fuck me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> all I could think of. Oh, yeah. No, the dude is 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 possessed. He is determined he is he has no limits he doesn't care and you know i don't i know that you weren't with us last season when we did the show but there was a part in last season where he's reading this book and everybody they kept talking like they kept zooming in on the book and so on one of the after shows we looked up the book and the book was from a poet that killed himself and his his poetry was super dark and all about death and so we kind of had that foreshadowing that mm-hmm. lee was a little bit more distraught, yeah. I guess would be the word, Disturbed. than we thought, right? Yeah. And then the sister, and now obviously he's taken this personal vendetta against the club because his sister was killed. Yeah. But this was just a whole new level of of not right on the show. Well, here's the thing, right? There's a, there's a theme running through this episode um, of uh, a man with nothing to live for. You got Tig singing, mm-hmm. um, sitting on the dock of the bay, and he takes a moment, you know, to to say that that lyric, you know, I got nothing to live for. Yeah. And I think that that kind of describes Lee too. His sister was probably one of the only bright spots in his life, and someone took it away. Yeah. You know, combined with his own perverse sense of justice, he doesn't really care about bringing down the club for legal reasons he doesn't i don't think it he's trying to revive his career no he just wants them to feel pain he wants to pull them apart piece by piece he wants to pull them apart piece by piece chew them up spit them out and then pee on them like he he he, all he cares about is doling out pain and 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 enacting vengeance well because and that's the other thing like obviously he's worked with all these people before so that's why he's able to put clay in protective custody and he's able to do this to tara and do this to Otto, um, but 
he's not working for anyone. Yeah. It's not like he's working with the DA or working with the FBI or work. He's not working with anyone. We don't see him talking to anyone. It's just him. Well, the scenes for next week show him talking to uh, CCH Pounder. We don't know who she's playing yet, but he'll be working with somebody, it looks like. Um, Yeah, who says, well, and and you have to, so I have to assume that she has something to do with the school. Yeah, either something to do with the school or she's ATF. He said that he had connections with ATF, um, and that's how he got so much access to Clay in prison and right. and a lot of information about the Sons of Anarchy. I have to imagine that when a school shooting goes down, ATF gets called in to find out where the gun came from. Of course. You know, and this this connection back to the club is just a disaster for them. It's terrible. No, Lee offers Clay the deal, and we think for a split second that Clay isn't going to take the deal, and he's going to man up, and then... Which would have been a shock. A shock and a half. Of course. Yeah. I, I, I almost prefer that that would have happened, because... Because then he'd would, die. Well, that, because I can't stand him, um, but also because I would have liked him to finally have done the right thing. Yeah. Like, I feel like he's made so many bad choices, and he's really the fault of why everything has gone to shit and i feel like he could have done the right thing for once but i guess not in his character no uh clay you know clay is a survivor clay is a survivor he's a survivor he's gonna do whatever he has to do to stay alive he's that he's that rat on the sinking ship do you know what i mean like he's gonna crawl over every other rat to stay dry and stay alive for just one second more. And we're going to see... I'm sure it'll be hard for him to turn on the club because that's his life's work. But ultimately, he is more important than his own legacy. Another man with nothing to lose. Exactly. Well, no, he doesn't but, have anything anymore. He well, knows he doesn't, he doesn't have Gemma. He doesn't have anything to live for, but he, at the same time, he's trying to stay alive. In his mind, you know, I don't need anything to live for. Being alive is victory enough. Mm-hmm. You know, I'll find something else and I'll make Gemma love me again. You know, like even even though she betrayed him. Right. I think in in some way he still thinks he could get her back if he really tried hard enough. He's 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 had he's had bad things. He's done bad things and he's had bad things happen to him. Right. For sure. But ultimately, I don't think he sees himself as a bad guy. You know, every villain is the hero of their own story. Right. And. For him, he needs to get back at all the people who betrayed him so that he can come out on top and start a grand new chapter of the Clay Morrow story. The last great chapter. He's not going to let his last chapter be in jail. I don't want to read another chapter of the Clay Morrow story. Let's put that book away. I'm done with that let's book. Let's put that book I'm away and done. let's grab the latest the latest installment of yes. the JT Chronicles. Yes. Yes. So, this boy. Yeah. So at the beginning of the episode, I feel like we all thought that he was Jax's child writing in his journal. Or not Jax's child. I thought he was young Jax. That's what I meant. Yeah, yeah. that he was young Jax. It was the first image in the entire episode. And now I really want to go back. Uh, as some of you may know, we go in and we tape these podcasts immediately after the episode ends. You want to go I, back and watch. I want to go back and watch the beginning and think about that opening monologue that Jax delivers in reference to the kid and what he does. Right? For sure. Because um, the kid has got darkness in him. We see inside of his journal, um, and it's full of pictures of death and, like, lots of tiny cribbed writing. 
Um, that's basically what, what was it? it was like something about bullies. God doesn't like bullies. God doesn't like bullies. Um, God doesn't like bullies, by the way. No, but not. You should not ever handle it in this way. Yeah. Um, it was he. Well, because even so, we see him in that scene, and and it reverts to Jack. So you think that it's Jack's that it's young Jack, right? But it's actually the son of. The girlfriend of Arcadio, who's one Dave of Navarro's character. Yeah, Dave Navarro's character, one of Nero's guys. Well, because even when 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 we see him, the little boy in the house gives his mom a kiss. He walks out. I'm like, who is this boy? Who is this woman? I've never. I seen was him like, before. is that supposed to be young Gemma? Because she don't look like young Gemma. <laughs> Gemma's not blonde. Yeah. And then we see Arcadio walk by, and even still at that point. All of us were kind of like, maybe he's not real. Yeah. But then he did acknowledge him when he walked out of the house. Right. So it's like he he can't be a ghost. He can't be a no. cipher. He can't be the symbol for innocence in this dying world. And when Jackson Nero meet, you know, the cop from the docks, the little kid sitting at the coffee shop. Yeah. Reading a Bible. Which is bizarre in the middle Super of the day. Bizarre. And nobody's like, nobody's like, hey, this kid should be in school. Where's right. the truant officer? And you... <laughs> And then you see Jax see him sitting there and they stare at each other for a moment. Yeah. Which is just a weird moment. And then all of a sudden he walks over to the church and no, at no point do you see any of this coming. No. Even at the point where he rolls up his sleeves and you can see that he's a cutter. So he's, and I thought, oh my God, he's sitting outside of this school. Cutting and he's gonna himself. He's going to sit there and cut and himself. I'm, and, and I'm like, this poor kid, who is he? Yeah. You know, but like, what does this have to do with anything? Right. And you hear the church bells and I'm like, okay, he just skipped a day of school and now his parents are going to come pick <sighs> him up. And then the notebook comes out and you, you see him writing and then there's that gun. And everything just stops. It does. Yeah. And uh, just like, I, I'm, it's just like, it's so heavy. It's so, it's, it was so hard to watch. Yeah. There's, you know, the past year two years there's been terrible school shootings Mm -hmm. and it's so hard to watch because you you've lived through that in real life and i i almost can't believe that kurt sutter went there but he did yeah and it it took me a minute to put together what you put together instantly Mm -hmm. which was the the gun where he got the gun because i did not even think like my thought didn't even go there like i couldn't figure out how it related until you were like oh my god because yeah. it was intense. It's intense, and it's. I, I honestly, I honestly don't know how they're going to get out from that. Because here's the thing, right? Public sentiment. This is going to be all over the news. It's going to be a huge story, a huge tragedy. Everyone in the community, everyone towns over, will know about this. And if it gets out that it was one of their guns that made this happen. They're staying charming, screwed. Like their 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 existence, screwed. They're because everywhere, screwed. Right. Everyone will want vengeance for these kids. Of course. And Nero's crew, the Sons of Anarchy, are ultimately the only people left to blame because right. this kid, I'm sure, was gunned down in the process. The only thing that I wonder is, obviously, you know, this has come up because of current events, but with gun registries, illegal guns aren't registered. No. So how do they trace a gun, a gun back to them? 
other than Nero and, and Jacks knowing the truth, how does the ATF, how do they say, okay, this gun is illegal and it goes to this club? They say, who's this kid's mom? Who's she seeing? Oh, it's, it's a guy who's in a gang? And it goes to Nero. Mm-hmm. Oh, this guy's connection to the Sons of Anarchy? What? They used to run guns? They probably still do, even though they don't. You know, like it's it's that simple. It's that simple, and and uh, I don't know how they're going to actually like connect that specific gun. But it's like if it was in the house, where else would the kid get it? Where else the, would the kid get a gun like that? Yeah, you don't see those lying around. That is that is a machine gun. Yeah, that is a submachine gun, handheld. The amount of m- bullets that he had, the size of the magazines, huge, huge magazines. Huge. The amount of ammo that this kid had. Terrifying. And then they show the mother. Yeah. Just sitting with a cigarette. Numb. Numb. Completely numb. Because how do you, how do you even process that? I don't know. I'm, I'm sure we will find out in the coming weeks. The one thing that I am really curious of is I, the Sons of Anarchy fans are such loyal fans. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm really curious as to how they took that scene. Yeah. I'm really curious to go on like the chat boards in here. Like I, I've been, I'm staying off Twitter tonight because I hate to get it ruined because we watch late here. But I, I wonder how the fans in the community as a whole will take seeing that. Well, how if about they'll this? think it was too soon. Reach out, reach out to us. Yeah. Uh, r- tell us what you think on YouTube or on iTunes or tweet at us. Um, what did you think of this episode? What do you think of this storyline? Is sure. it is it too soon for this to be happening? Is it not the kind of thing that you want to see on the gun uh, on the Sons of Anarchy? Is it not your show? Let us know. Yeah, because I mean, I love I love the show. I mm-hmm. love the the darkness. I love the grit. I love the Shakespearean parts of it. Totally. Um, I love the violence. That's why I watch the show. I mean, it's not that I want to be a violent person, but it's the Sons of Anarchy. It's a biker show. Yeah. But this, I wonder if people will think Sutter took too far. But but here's the thing, right? A a show with this much violence, even though it is entertaining, Mm -hmm. they're not allowing... They're not, he's not allowing us to get off scot free right. for having all of this entertainment and having, you know, this wish fulfillment of like guys with, you know, no code but their own, living outside the law, taking matters into their own hands and taking down anybody who gets in their way. You know, everyone probably responds to that somewhere deep inside. Of course. And we want that to be this pure escapism. But the fact is, these these kinds of people are real and mm-hmm. the, their actions do have consequences and people do die. Right. And uh, I think Kurt Sutter realized at some on some level that he's doing the show a disservice. He's doing the people who watch it a, dis- a disservice. He's doing himself a disservice not to address that. For sure. And not to let himself get away with it. Right. Especially when there's so much discussion about violence in movies and TV being Absolutely. responsible for these kinds of tragedies. Yes. And this is probably him saying, I'm not going to let this show be another empty entertainment that mm-hmm. people can point to and say they're responsible. We're dealing with this right here, right now now we're putting it right in all of their faces so that they can think about it which is what i respect about him and and the show i'll just be curious to see because i I did i did see a couple tweets about this Mm -hmm. and it kind of ruined it for me so i knew but i did see a couple tweets about this specific scene so i'm very curious because i feel the same way i feel as if you know we when things like this happen and things like this arise the media also all 
all goes to it's TV, it's video games, it's movies. Um, and he did put it right in your face with yeah. no regret. And I like that. Um, can, anything that you want to, oh, sorry. Uh, no, it's, it's hard to get ordered. Um, can I just say how brilliant the, just the way of the storytelling is in that he can drive home the point so well to the viewer by giving us the scene with Gemma Nira and his son in that anyone who sees that and they're going to see Nero's reaction like, oh, come on, it's just a kid giving him a toy gun. And everyone who sees Gemma's reaction or sees sees his reaction, the other people will be like, yeah, like you shouldn't be giving kids toy guns because of this, this, this. But people will still think it's ridiculous until they see the end, which kind of brings you to that side where if you were thinking his reaction is ridiculous because it's just a toy gun, now you really see that the effect of like a child with a gun has – so I just really like how they can take two opinions and really drive home the force to make people change theirs towards the end. Absolutely. It's a complex issue, and they, they really showed all sides of it, and that parallel is really powerful. Yeah, for yeah, sure. That's a great point. Um, is there anything else that you that I didn't mention that you would like to mention um, before I do news and gossip? Yeah, I just want to talk really quickly about uh, Peter Weller. Um, who was the corrupt cop in Stockton, who mm-hmm. I imagine we're going to see more of this season. I love seeing him in anything because he's a great actor. Yeah. He's Robocop, for God's sake. <laughs> um, and uh, I like his kind of like slimy, slimy cop who ultimately has a code. Uh, I like seeing him. I can't wait to see him again. And I'm pissed at Jax for sleeping around because, damn it, boy, learn your lesson. Well, if he's going to cheat on her, it's going to be with a blonde whore. <sighs> Damn it. Every I mean, dang time. Mm-hmm. It's, yeah. it, and it's it's always, you know, Tara does push him away, and that's when he does tend to stray. I but know, but like he shouldn't, he shouldn't stray at all. Exactly. No. He, get, he gets butt hurt, you know, any time that he thinks he's being ignored or disrespected. Mm-hmm. And uh, he shouldn't he shouldn't have done it. He should be stronger than that. I know heavy lies the crown, but like, come on, buddy. And you know what's really funny is I have no problem when any of the other guys do it. I get mm-hmm. really mad when he does it. Yeah. Like when other when the other guys cheat on their old ladies, it's like, ah, yeah, it's the way of the world. But it's they're the way not it works. married. He's married. But some of them are. And it's Who's married? I, I mean, I just say Did you not get mad when Ope did it? I got mad. No. <sighs> He's it doesn't than bother that. me as much, yeah. but it's a, it's 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 an MC, and they have their old ladies, and they have sometimes their girl on the sides. And I that's know, just the way and of the like world. and like they know, like that's just the way it is, yeah. right? Yeah, and the ladies know, you know. Yeah. So I feel like it never bothers me, but when Jax does it, like I get pissed. Oh yeah, pissed. All right, well. I think we can go into news and gossip. I mean, let's do it. You know, with this show, there's not always news and gossip. No. And usually it's me following Kurt Sutter on Twitter with some wonderful, crazy tweets that he does. And I will say that he did send a very cryptic tweet um, that was saying that we're going to lose someone we love. And I believe it's next week. Oh, my God. So that scares me because none of us saw Opie coming. Yeah. And, and leaving, I should say. Sure. Um, so it scares me that yeah. we may see someone leave. Well, it, it could also be Bobby is taking a graceful exit from the show yeah. and becoming a nomad and we'll have a tearful farewell. But that's not the kind of farewell that this show typically doles out. No, no, no. not at all. Um We've talked a lot last season about how many seasons there would be of Sons and yeah. there's still no 
definite answer. They're saying possibly one more, possibly two more. Originally, I think had two more. Um, but Charlie Hunnam is becoming quite the actor. He, uh, Obviously, he was in Guillermo del Toro's Pacific Rim. He also signed on to another Guillermo del Toro film called Crimson Peak with Tom Hiddleston and Jessica Chastain, which are two huge names who I love and respect. So I'm really excited about that. Yeah, it's supposed to be a haunted house film, and it's supposed to be unlike anything we've ever seen. And then there's Fifty Shades of Grey. Oh, snap. Now... I read all three books. Um, and you I read all three books? I read all three books. Damn, girl. Um, they are not as hot and steamy as everyone says, I must say. I actually started fast-forwarding through the sex scenes just to get to the story. Um, I'm a huge Charlie Hunnam fan, and I'm really nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, people have started petitions against Charlie Hunnam for Fifty Shades of Grey. Why? Which blows my mind. Because they don't see him as like an industrialist type? They don't see him as Christian Grey, which, you know, I, I tend to sometimes agree with. But I do think that playing Jax Teller on Sons of Anarchy will help him with that role. And uh, yeah. A couple of actresses have stuck up for him, so it's really interesting. Well, he said in an interview, he was like, listen, I was doing gay sex scenes at 18 in Queer as Folk. I can do sex scenes now, you know, straight ones, and they'll be pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. And Dakota Johnson's amazing, but he, I don't know if it was Olivia Munn or Olivia Wilde, one of the two that he's worked with in the past, has said that they did steamy sex scenes and that um, the world needs to shut up because he's going to be amazing. Yeah. That she was ready. And I love that that actors are kind of sticking up for themselves. But it's interesting to me that Charlie's becoming more movie actor now. Yeah. I like it. Well, his career's taken off and good for him. I like it. Well, it took long enough. I mean, Sons, it took three, four seasons before the fan following was really huge. Yeah. So it's interesting. Um, I guess we'll do some predictions. Yes. And now, you're after Buzz TV. Oh, look at the lights. I never noticed that before. Oh, yeah, they flash. Doo, 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 doo. Oh, my God. We totally forgot to mention. I'm so glad Unser's back. Yes. I love me some Unser. Love me some Unser. It's looking rough. Okay. Predictions. What are you thinking? I mean, I think that Tara stays in jail. Okay. I think that it's going to get really bad for her. Yeah. Really bad. I don't think that she's going to sell Jax out, though. Okay. Um, I think that the club is about is about to deal with a level of heat that they've never had before. Mm-hmm. Um, we saw that the Irish are going to come back, uh, and uh, they say you're not getting out of guns. So I imagine in the in the aftermath of this school shooting, they're trying to distance themselves from any connections from guns, and they're still not able to. I think we're still going to see a little bit of friction between uh, Juice and Chibs. Um, they're going to need some new blood to maintain the chapter. I'm curious to see what, uh, what Bobby Elvis is up to. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I think that Clay is going to give up at least one juicy morsel to Lee next week. For sure. And I think that this is going to be the straw that breaks Nero's back. Damn right. I think that's it. All right. I, I think mean... Clay is going to get out of prison and he's going to, th- like, 
Lee's going to release Clay from prison to throw a wrench in anything that MC's Oh, God, doing. that's terrifying. That's a terrifying it idea, is. Steve. Terrible idea. Um, where can they find you? Okay, uh, the people can find me on Twitter at Matt Lieberman. That's M-A-T-T-L-I-E-B-E-R-M-A-N. You can also find me here on AfterBuzz TV mm. on the Under the Dome, Breaking Bad, and Low Winter Sun after shows. Uh, we have some guests coming up on all three, so please uh, tune into those if you love those shows. Love the Low Winter Sun after show. Watch you guys last night. It was amazing. Thank you. You guys can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Chrisley. And this is the only show I'm doing right now at AfterBuzz, so make sure you come every Tuesdays and check it out. Thank you, guys. We're here for another season, and we can't wait to see you next week. From Bing.com, executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.